Hello, everyone in the podcasting world. We are live. Now, welcome to another episode of the Mess All Podcast. I think this is going to be a fairly fun episode. Let's get some food, and then we'll see if we have similar tastes or disagree. It's the Mess Hall Podcast with Avery and Lena. <laughs> That's, that's all you fair. got. Yeah, that's all I got. I, I I spent all my energy with the whoop whoop. <laughs> <laughs> and he says fairly good episode because we are doing fair food. Um, this year, of course, Calgary Stampede, our local fair, was canceled because of COVID, which I'm sure I know lobster carnival was right and picto yeah. and i'm sure everywhere in canada anyway who knows what's going on in florida state fairs but <laughs> um have been canceled so we're talking fair food what do you think of when you think of fair food Dave? uh i just think mostly deep fried i think um booze um, <laughs> I, I think burgers your standard kind of stuff like that um chips anything greasy almost and almost Things on sticks yeah anything you can throw in a bun Fried dough, things on sticks, yeah. Um, the 1904 World's Fair in St. Louis was said to have invented hamburgers, hot dogs, peanut butter, iced tea, club sandwiches, ice cream cones, and club sandwiches. I said club sandwiches twice, didn't I? Cotton candy was what I was meant to say that second time. Yeah, this isn't true, but I just wanted to throw that out there, that it's attributed to that. Okay. So... We will start with cotton candy, just because that was one of the things. And it was, if you remember our Gummy Boutique uh, episode, we had cotton candy pop rocks. Yes, we did. Um, so it wasn't actually invented for World's Fair, but the first time it was sold was in the 1904 World's Fair, at, which is that fair, as fairy floss. <laughs> so cotton candy is made by heating sugar, which turns it into liquid, and then you spin it through small holes, and it, it solidifies as it cools into strands have you ever made sponge sugar in school or anything i i used to make it at one place i worked at but we just did it like on a whisk and like, oh, over like a wooden spoon wooden spoons that's how i made it too yeah because we didn't have a machine right so in my research i found you can make that skittles makes yummy cotton candy um you can buy a hard candy cotton machine maker Okay. So you can do like Jolly Ranchers or probably um, Simpkins. <laughs> Just throw that <laughs> out there. Maybe we need one. First, it came in white, and then they would, and then white, and then it um, pink bubble gum or blue raspberry flavors just became popular. Just and now they're almost synonymous, pink and blue, with cotton candy. Yeah. yeah. And do you remember? Did you try the cotton candy grapes we had? Which are grapes yes. that taste yes, like cotton candy. And they don't do anything to them. They just taste like cotton candy. They were good. I yeah. enjoyed them. Look, you should look for those. We got them last September, I think. Yeah. I've seen them at Co-op and Costco. Not trying to like help biz big business, but if anyone sees them, we should. So we actually, we have pink, but it's not butter butterfly. <laughs> it's not bubble gum. It's cherry flavor. Cool. So let's give it a try. We should have had wet nap. <laughs> that, that's that's one try you can try. It, it's almost like oh, um, like they piled it in. It reminds me of um, insulation. insulation. <laughs> it does taste like cherry, though. Yeah, I might have to try another piece. I am not sure. Doesn't well. I was going to say it doesn't taste like insulation, but I've never tried insulation <coughs> since that one time. 
It's stuck in my teeth. It's good. It, that's <laughs> part of the fun, though, I think, with cotton yeah. candy. Yeah, we just got a tub of it from the uh, compliments. So this episode of the Mess Hall Podcast is b- brought to you by the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. This episode is brought to you by Park Power, a provider of electricity and natural gas in Alberta that offers low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose who you buy your energy from. Park Power has low overhead, and chances are you'll save money if you switch. You can find out how much money you would save by visiting parkpower.ca and plugging your numbers into the Alberta Energy Savings Calculator. If you decide to switch, it's easy. Nothing changes about your service, only the price you pay. Learn more at parkpower.ca. So we're also moving on to something else pink. We have raspberry lemonade. So lemonade has actually been around in form since 1100 with the drink, and I'm probably going to butcher this, Kadermizat, which was sold. It was sweetened lemon juice by Jewish people in Egypt. Um, Okay. But then in Paris in 1630, a vendor started, and August 20th to be exact, (laughs) started selling lemon juice with sparkling water and honey. Um, And it just became popular. Now, I don't know if you remember our retro candy where we talked about pink lemonade and carnivals and how it was maybe from red candy put in or tights. But they also talked about you can make it by adding strawberries or raspberries. So we have raspberry. There's a movie I used to watch back in the 90s called Kicking and Screaming, which isn't a Will Ferrell movie. And there was a guy who kept going back to school for his PhD and be, and he kept like saying, I'm quoting myself here, here and would quote all his uh, papers that he wrote. And that's how I feel during so far during this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we have Simply Lemonade with Raspberry. So beautiful pink. So yeah. Yeah, let's give it a shot. That is good. It's been a while since I had lemonade, especially pink yeah. lemonade. But you can really taste the raspberry first and then the lemon. Yeah. Are fun, and and you get nice. the uh, the sourness at the back, which is fun. That might uh, be gone fairly quickly. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That Yeah, it was. It was really good. I <laughs> I enjoyed it. It brought me back. Like like I said, I haven't had it in so long. Yeah. Yeah, except for in Kool-Aid. Yeah version but like, this is real pink lemonade yeah i mean there's still like, sugar and stuff but yeah and now we talked about things on sticks so brings us to pogos or corn dogs pogos are a brand yes but a lot of canadians call them pogos i guess missed the way it is so corn dogs were brought there's a lot of controversy like a lot of things apparently by german texas like german immigrants to Texas who made them with sausages. And that brings me to, <laughs> to the word corn brat made with bratwursts, which is, yeah. Anyway, so in 1926, there was a patent for food impaled on a stick and deep fried. And they did <laughs> things it? like... Sorry, go ahead. Sausages, hard-boiled eggs, dates, bananas, strawberries. But I don't know. Hard-boiled so eggs, like a scotch egg. They pat- patented anything on a... Yep. Deep fried and that was the patent. Yep. But then there's these brothers who said they invented the corn dog at the Texas State Fair anywhere between 1938 and 1942. In 41, this person said they had invented it for the Minnesota State Fair. 46, Springfield, Illinois said that they were the first and there was a cozy dog drive in. And (laughs) there's the list just goes on and on. Also, then. And there, oh, and this seems late to the game. There's a story. Well, no, the Pogo guy. 
His name is <laughs> the Pogo, guy. Pogo guy. Mr. Pogo. Well, his name is Leopold Kerr. From He was an English pub owner who would make them, make corn dogs to sell to his patrons to drink more. Yeah. And then he moved to Canada and first he started selling the batter and then for just con- to restaurants. And then he started selling the whole thing to restaurants just for consistency because his name was applied to it. And I guess if it was a bad product, then yeah. yeah. So that is where kind of pogos themselves come from. There's also a magi- musician called Pogo. Just throw that out there. He's banned from playing in Canada or the States because he was arrested. He's from South African born from Australia, but I just threw that in there because <laughs> I read, why Thanks. is Pogo banned from Canada? And I was like, what? You can get Pogos in Canada. And that's- so you, you claimed this earlier. You were going to take the tip on yourself. <laughs> so you called it. So give it a shot and then hand it over. And I'm going to flatter some ketchup on it. It's been years since I had a corn dog. I haven't had a corn dog in probably at least a week. Our dog really wants that corn dog. <laughs> I don't know if you can see him there right in Avery's face or right in Avery's dog. <laughs> I mean, it's traditionally it should be with mustard is what I read. Well, I'm not having mustard. I know. <laughs> if there's an opportunity to have ketchup, Abe's having ketchup. What do you think? Did you take too big of a bite? I did. <laughs> well, I don't really like hot dogs, I got to say, but I don't know. Somehow it was... It's fun. Yeah, it's more fun in a pogo, <laughs> in pogo form. But yeah, it was fun. And just the batter was really good. So it kind of masks the hot dog flavor. Now, Avery had said he was going to make pogos for the podcast. I'm like, oh, let's just buy them. But now I want to hold him to that to make it with like a nice sausage. I made or... them before. I worked at places where I made them. Yeah. Yeah. You should make them for me. I, I, if I make them, I might make red velvet ones. Hmm. As a side note, I've seen recipes for blue velvet cake and purple velvet cake lately, but just threw that out there. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. New trend. I don't know when that I saw the recipe for. It could have been years ago, but we'll call it a new trend. So what are we on to next? Yeah. Oh, so, and in case anybody is wondering, I am drinking beer tonight because it is a fair and there's always drinking going on at a fair. So. I don't know about that. <laughs> at least I didn't back in, two, I've got to. <laughs> back in 2005's fair. <laughs> so this one was contested. I got popcorn. He was like, I don't think of popcorn with fairs, but I do. But then I did research and it's more kettle corn. And we don't have kettle corn. <laughs> but there but there are there is a company called State Fair Popcorn Company. Okay. Just throw that out there. So we don't have kettle corn. We have Gouda and Chives par- smart food. <laughs> Watch this. Kettle corn was brought to Pennsylvania uh, to America by Dutch settlers in Pennsylvania who okay. sold it at fairs. Again, we have Gouda. But <laughs> Gouda is also Dutch <laughs> and it's been made since eleven eighty four in Holland. I thought you were gonna say Pennsylvania as well. I almost did, but now there is a town called Gouda, but it's not where it's made, but it's where farmers go to sell their cheese and uh, they Always did, and even to this day, they go there in the summer on Thursday mornings to have their cheese weighed, tasted, and priced. Huh. Yeah, but it, that's just where the trading post was, was Gouda. I want to be a cheese taster, pricer person. And there's also an old practice, which is in practice nowadays, that's called, bear with me, my Dutch is a little rusty, <laughs> Henyer clap. Where buyers and sellers would somehow clap each other's hands and shout out prices till there was an agreed upon price. <laughs> That's how we should settle on dinner. We just clap and say food until we like clap the same food. Maybe. We'll we'll try that. We'll let you know how it how it goes. 
So, yeah. So you like Dutch. I don't think we had this kind of popcorn episode. No. So if you, oh, if you are wondering about the pops. Popcorn episode with Kyle. Yeah. Kyle Marshall, he was on. That was an awesome, awesome episode. What did we have? Like six different popcorns? Oh, I Seven? feel we had more, but I don't remember. We had a lot of popcorn. Back so. in January. <laughs> yeah. This is good. I think you that was it. episode like 90-something. Maybe. What did you think of this? It was good. It was tasty. But I think it's more of the flavor of the popcorn and not so much the popcorn. Mm, yeah, it's... I know this sounds crazy, but it's like a softer popcorn. Yeah. Does that make sense? It was good. It didn't get stuck in my teeth, but... No. That's part of the fun of popcorn, <laughs> too. Yeah. The next thing we're going to have is mini donuts. There's also associated... I know... Especially at the Stampede, there's always the mini donut truck. There's even a something called a State Fair mini donut. There, and also, this just came up. Minnesota State Fair has an all-you-can-drink milk competition. Didn't hit our floor, but that's okay. I mopped just recently. Um, yeah, so an all-you-can-drink milk competition, which has nothing to do with this, but I just threw that out there. <laughs> Donuts also brought to America to New York by Dutch Sledlers. Interesting. Were donors, yeah, um, which were just balls of sweetened dough fried in hog's fat. Uh, so, interesting. Um, there's some donut facts. There's Canadians eat the most donuts per capita in the world. The this A whole bunch of donut questions came up when you just look up donut. Like, can you eat donuts and lose weight? Can you be healthy and eat donuts? The National Association of People Who Care About What Other People Eat. I'm going to say that again. The oh, National, so Asso- wives. <laughs> National Association of People Who Care About What Other People Eat. They say in one eating session, you should eat one or two donuts. We have, what, four? Five? Five. Five different ones. And you'd have to eat, for a 90 kilogram man to die from eating donuts, you'd have to eat 270 kilograms, uh, no, 270 donuts. It comes up questions, what's worse, donut or croissant, donut or bagel? Will it ruin my diet? Can you lose weight? But again, so you should eat one or two donuts. We have four. We have, so McDonald's. Five. five. (laughs) But they're mini, so that's okay. McDonald's. You want to drop that one, don't you? Just started having mini donuts. I don't know if it's all in Canada or just here, if it's, but we had to try them. But it does seem like a kick in the face to Tim Hortons, I gotta say. So we have. I'd say, well, I'll explain them. Yeah. We have apple fritter. Well, let's try the apple fritter. Let's explain it as we try it. Okay. How does that sound? Ooh, it looks nice and moist. It is pretty moist. Yeah. Almost too moist. We have the sprinkle one, which looks like a Simpsons donut. Mm. It was nice and cinnamony, though, that apple fritters. I mean, I d- it's not necessarily to compare them to Tim Hortons, but that's just where your mind goes, right? We have the maple donut. Is it maple or maple? McMaple. <laughs> McMaple. Yeah, it does kind of taste McMaple. <laughs> like maple extract. There's Boston cream. Mm. Do I have any filling? No, uh, there is a lot of filling in these. I'll t- can I dip mine in? That's the best part. That's the ha- how can you really judge without any filling? I did because I didn't cut them all directly in half. Didn't feel like you needed that much donut. I'm going to eat them after the podcast anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I made a mess everywhere. Me too. <laughs> I'm still behind. Avery's like. So I'll I'll tell you what I think. I thought the think that is. I thought the apple fritter was good. Cinnamon. When I was cutting all these. The stuff oozed out of them. So that was interesting. Like the Boston cream, the maple, and the strawberry filled one. Like in a not good way? In a good way. Okay, because you said that was interesting and that could be... Yeah. Well, I just think of Tim Hortons donuts and when you cut into them, 
nothing happens. Yeah, that's true. So I think they filled them really well so yep. far. The flavor was good. The sprinkle one tasted like just like a donut with sprinkles on it, but it still was good. It was <laughs> moist. It was. It seemed fresh. Yeah, they are very. They weren't dry at all. No, and the and the apple fritter. I didn't get too much apple, like apple chunks in it, but maybe it was just because I had a little ch- piece of it. So yeah, I didn't. But then I saw a chunk in this piece yeah. that you didn't offer to me. But I think not having the whole one really is yeah. detrimental to it. Yeah. If I had the whole apple fritter, I think I would have got more apple chunk. I'll be willing to sacrifice myself and try some more and post about it. Maybe. <laughs> what did you think about that Boston cream? I thought it was all right. I have a bold statement. I like it better than a Tim Hortons Boston cream. And that's my favorite donut. And that's not, I don't know about the filling, but the glaze was different. It was fudgier. Yeah. I really think that McDonald's is giving Tim Hortons a run for the money. And this is the start. Yeah, like not that there's a Canadian turf war or anything, <laughs> but these mini donuts were really good. Mm-hmm. And I think if I was going out for donuts tomorrow, I'd probably get these again before I got Tim Hortons. Uh, yeah, I was intrigued by the jelly donut. The jelly itself was so pink and Yeah, and like I said, different. there was, was a lot of filling in there. They really did a nice job on the amount of filling. I'd say it was more jelly than the Tim and other jelly donuts I've had because it was clear pink as opposed yeah. to like almost like a pie filling kind of. And yeah. I liked it maybe better. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I I thought it was darn good. No, darn good is a strong statement. It was. Fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> Great. Now we have to put an E on this episode. <laughs> so last item. Yep. So now this isn't necessarily i didn't think this was synonymous with all fairs but it is with the calgary stampede which is pancakes so i know that in 1923 a rancher served pancakes from his camp stove at the stampede and that's kind of the beginning of it and then now it corporations hold them and politicians the prime minister will come for them and then in 1948 in the gray cup in Toronto, it was the Stamp- Calgary Stampeders football team that yep. was their first Grey Cup. So the fans, they brought chuck wagons and horses and had a good stampede-style pancake breakfast all week. And now, if they're in any city, I guess, they yeah. bring a pancake breakfast. So it's synonymous with Calgary Stampede. Now, there's some things like, now, different churches or, like, yeah. charity, like schools and stuff will have... Um, fundraiser pancake like throughout North America but I really think of stampede and that is one thing we don't always go to stampede but we normally make it to one stampede breakfast a year usually (laughs) at least one so we have Ego's blueberry pancakes which I think I overcooked and then it was sitting here for half an hour so that's really going to be indicative of how good of a quality it is I don't think it will be and I'll tell you why in a minute but I'm just thinking back like when I think Calgary Stampede, I do think pancake breakfast. Mm-hmm. My first year here, somebody told me that there were free breakfast is all around the city. And I I didn't believe that. And after my first one, I was hooked. And then <laughs> trying to find two and then three and then another one and another one. It was quite the exciting time. Like We weren't starving. Just so you no. know, we, we had money. At the, well, <laughs> we weren't poor at the time. <laughs> yes, we were. <laughs> 
But we were cooks who had just moved across the country. Yeah. So it was, I thought it was amazing the first Stampede. And I, that was probably my biggest missing out on stuff this year was Stampede breakfast. And mm-hmm. Like there's so many, you get the traditional one, from the, the, um... the sausage, the pancakes, the maple syrup, which is great. But trying to find those corporate ones where they have pancakes and bacon mm-hmm. or... Chocolate dipped strawberries. We went to one one yeah. time. We've had ones with like mini bite brownies yeah. and danishes and church good. ones are often good because they have like they'll do eggs, beans. Yeah. yeah, oh, there's beans at some. Yeah, that's always mm-hmm. good. And yeah, juice and coffee and yeah. I mean juice a, boxes. Yeah, yeah, it's a lineup, but that's part of the fun and part of the community spirit. Yeah, I think. I think it is too. It's always a great time. Yeah. So it was my biggest miss out on Stampede this year was Stampede breakfast. You at least had a pancake close to. I mean, Stampede yeah. would have ended yesterday, but how, what did you think about that? I thought product? it was good. Yeah. I thought the amount of blueberries in it was really nice. Like, yeah, the blueberry to bite ratio was really good. Now I got the pancake with wild blueberries as opposed to the pancake with blueberry flavor huh. I wonder, and the, this tastes better than i remember and i thought it, pancakes it was still moist it still held up it was pretty good like it needed butter and syrup yeah that's but that's like any pancakes. pancakes but um, not always the ones i make yeah. <laughs> and for the most part i don't eat pancakes especially at home unless they're shaped like an a and I don't make them in an A, so unless he makes his own, and that's a little sad to make his own A pancake, but that, that, no judgment. Yeah, my mom used to It was to make totally judgment. Why don't you just go live with your mother then? So, how about those uh, pancakes? Yeah, I was <laughs> impressed. Yeah. This episode of the Mess Hall Podcast is brought to you by World on Fire, a new podcast from CBC Edmonton. World on Fire is a new five-part series that takes you to the front lines of out-of-control wildfires in Canada, Australia, and California. Here's a preview. Some people say the end is near. Some say that it's already here. Holy Look at that! Oh, no! Hang on, honey. We're going to be okay. When your backyard is burning, is anywhere safe? I'm Adrian Lamb, and I'm hosting a new podcast called World on Fire. Along with wildfire expert Mike Flanagan, we're taking you to the front lines of fires burning out of control in North America, Australia, even the Arctic. We'll meet the reporters who are covering these devastating stories and hear from the people who, despite terrible loss, rebuild again and again. This goes on, and like when I grow up, maybe that this is going to be even worse, and I might actually be in a situation where there's a wildfire around me. We'll tell you what the future holds and take you inside the latest tools and technology providing hope. That's World on Fire, a five part original podcast from CBC Edmonton, available on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. Find World of Fire on the CBC Listen app or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find it online at cbc.ca slash worldonfire. Overall, oh, what do you think? Everything was good. Yeah, I, 
some stuff was better than I had anticipated. Yeah. The cotton candy brought me back. I don't have cotton candy that often. Not as good as what you get big fluffy in a bag because they've no. kind of, I will say they kind of piled it in this container and there's nothing wrong with like maximizing how much is in there. And, you know, just to get at the, at the store as opposed to having to go somewhere and buy it probably it was $2, I think. So a lot cheaper yeah. than if you get it at a fair. Everything would be cheaper, but. Yeah. But yeah, everything was good. Like, you know, and this is essentially what I would think of as fair food. Yeah. If I went down to Stampede this year. I think we would have got, well, we would have got different mini donuts. Yeah, mini traditional, do- just round. Cinnamon. Mini donuts at Stampede is a must-have. Yep. The lemonade stands, we probably would have got traditional lemonade, but I, I like we this. we might have got pink. Yeah, this pink re- lemonade was really good, too. And mm-hmm. um, We probably wouldn't have got cotton candy, but it's still all over the place. And I try to have cotton candy like once a year. Yeah. And we definitely would have had pancakes. We would have tried new stuff. But like what I am going to do, I'm going to stick a stick in a mini donut, put stick it in popcorn, like dip it in popcorn and deep fry it. And I will, after I get out of the hospital from my heart <laughs> attack, I'll tell you guys that was. Oh, no, I'll be fine because it's a smart food. It's yeah, healthy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, everybody, thanks for joining in. Yeah, thanks, this was guys. a really fun episode. Uh, I think it calls her a yee-haw. Can I get a yee? No. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, nope. Buster's all up for it. If he could talk, he for sure would have said ha. I could tell by the look on his face. So He's a good boy. So I don't boy. know what we're doing next week. Eating. Yeah, we're going to eat something. And then I think we're going to do a whole bunch of maybe healthier foods for a little bit. Yeah, we're uh, flying by the seat of our pants lately. We're still yeah. not trying. We're still trying not to go to too many stores and just kind of getting groceries once a week and trying yeah. to stick to that still with our masks on. So, yeah. But um, after you listen to this, make sure you check us out on Callum Likens Podcast. We're going to be on that this week. So yeah, on Thursday. Yeah, I'm going to... There's links up on my Facebook page, but make sure you check that out. Callum was on our podcast a while ago. We Scottish did... guy, if you if that rings yeah. a bell. <laughs> yeah, he was super awesome on our podcast. I enjoyed his old podcast, and yeah. I've been listening to a couple episodes of his new podcast, a Scotsman Ta- a Scotsman's Tale. Yep, which is really fun. Uh, he just interviews local artists and podcasters, so or not local, but international. He had people from all over the world on, so. Hmm. I'm excited and honored to be on his podcast and looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. So see you guys all next week. Yeehaw.